We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, guys? Rob Doster here. I wanted to jump on really quickly and apologize for how quiet this feed has gone for the last month. Our schedule in October has been insane. I've been to seven media days in the last two weeks, and I still have two more left on the schedule this week. That's where the focus has been for the field of 68. But now that we're bearing down on the start of the season, the first real games tip off in less than two weeks can't wait, by the way. It's time to start ramping this thing back up. We'll be dropping league-by-league previews in this feed during the week of October 23rd. It's Terrence Oglesby, John Fanta, and myself. We'll start with the Field of 68 After Dark's live shows the week of October 30th, and we're going to have a handful of shows breaking down the college basketball season from different angles, and hopefully a couple of new names and new faces will be in the mix that you will enjoy. They will be placed in audio format right here in this feed as well. We'll be streaming live at 11 p.m. Eastern time, beginning on the very first night of the season, Monday, November 6th, and we will hopefully have a major announcement about the future of the show coming here in the next couple of weeks. One programming note, we've started a second YouTube channel, which I'll link in the description below. We've developed about 15 different team podcasts that are going to be hosted and produced by students, recent graduates, and fans of specific programs the full roster of those pods can be found on our second channel and i'd very much appreciate you subscribing just like i'd love for you to rate and review this podcast feed if you do enjoy all of this content the best way to help support this show is engagement like subscribe rate review do all of those things that you know make us happy as podcasters but that's enough of my rambling it's preview season let's get into it Rob Doster here. I got Jeff Goodman with me. Hell no. John Fink. Are we still live? Kill the 68 till I die. I'm sorry, man. I blacked out. Randolph Children. DJ Khaled. You know the big DJ Khaled guy? Hands grow up and in. Goodman needs to be fired all the time. Josh Pastor. You're going to beat people straight up. You know the deal. Drink responsibly tonight. I'll be drinking with you. Terrell McNeil. From the bluest of the blue bloods to the smallest of the mid majors. This is Field of 68. After that, your Miami pick is great, and it mm-hmm. transitions us right to the ACC preview. But your Miami pick is great because one, look at the last two years Elite Eight and first Final Four in the history of the school. And yes, they say goodbye to Isaiah Wong, who had an amazing career, and yes, they say goodbye to Jordan Miller, but they still have enough 
really, really strong players. I mean, Nigel Pack is still walking through that door. Wuka Poplar? Is it Poplar or Poplar? Poplar. 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 A dude. He's going to take off. He's a d- dude, and North Chad O'Meara is is a dude too. And not to mention they brought in Matthew Cleveland, who's a guy who at Florida State was averaging 14, 15 points per game, and is tough. He's a tough mofo. Miami's good. Miami is great. And Miami, again this year, heading into the season, the national person, meaning us, I, I understand people are going to be like, Duke is number one in the ACC. And then Carolina, are they back? Carolina, like, we don't talk about Miami until we get to, like, the third or fourth point on the ACC. We need to change that. We should be talking about Miami one or two. Miami should be second in the ACC preseason poll, and they absolutely can win the ACC title. Yep, and and not only that, they got a young man named Kaishan George who played in French Pro B last year that shot, like, 34 35% from three. Pro B is a good league. And like he, he's a really good player, six seven, rangy, can do a lot of things with the basketball. That underrated get that didn't get the publicity, but like this Miami train's not stopping, guys. They nope. just got Jalil Bethea, who is a top ten player in next year's class. Like he can, Miami's going to, yeah. they're continuing to be good. And the crazy thing is, Miami. they get all these. That's it. That's it. They get all these guys from the Northeast and up in Minnesota to where like, hey man, weather's pretty good down here. Plus we we got some nil situations. We got some NIL situations that are nice Fanta, for the people that are listening to this and aren't watching it on YouTube. Fanta is dropping dollar bills. Um, when I first saw you do that, I thought you were dropping powder, and I was like, "Oh my god, Fanta!" <laughs> like powder in Miami. I was oh, like, "Dude, that's the old Miami." Miami's really clean. Yeah, you, you can't do America. that. You can't do that on the DTF podcast, man. America, I don't do drugs. Big news. The Almanac is officially back. The most exhaustive and comprehensive guide to the 2023-24 college basketball season is available for pre-order now. If you go to cbbalmanac.com, link is in the description below, you can pre-order for just $15.99 or 20% off the sticker price. The format is going to be a little bit different this season. Instead of an 850-page PDF, you'll be getting access to the full site with league-by-league PDFs available for download. The preview will be live on September 20th, so you have until then to be able to get your pre-orders in. So for insight for all 362 Division One teams from their head coaches and the experts that cover them, make sure you hit that link. <laughs> no, they're good. Hold on, they're good, those man. It's not rolled stopping up? either. Like, it's not uh, stopping. Just yeah. to let everybody know, like, get ahead of the game. Like, Miami's not going. Why do you have that many singles? Can we talk about that for a second? Like, why do you have that many random singles laying around? Don't ask. <laughs> no, I was in Italy. We were in Italy, so you need singles. Gotcha, but gotcha. you know why they're you know why they're not going anywhere? Because Jim Laranega said this, and I loved it at the Final Four. He said, "I tell my guys, do what you have to do. You know, with the NIL, which they're kings at. Do what you have to do. You go to, go to class. You want to go enjoy the the beach. I mean, Jim Laranega said it. I got the best job in the world." I get nice coffee or a smoothie. He said a smoothie. Mm-hmm. And he walks around campus and he goes, I'm in I'm in Miami. The women are gorgeous. The sun is out. I got a smoothie in hand. And I tell my players, I'll see you at 3 o'clock every day. And from 3 to 5, you're mine. Outside of that, you're good. 
He's got this master plan down, man. <laughs> this guy's running while we're all walking. Yeah. You know what's funny? It's it's 105 degrees down there, and Larry Nagas in a full sweatsuit drinking coffee. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's got it figured out though. I was I, I talked to to a head coach this past weekend. I'm not going to say who, but we were talking about NIL, and there's been a lot of hoopla about guys like, well, what if this guy's getting paid 400 grand, the guy next to you is getting 100 grand? How does that make you feel? And every coach I've talked to, like, excuse my French, like, who gives a fuck? Like, let these guys make money. The, the players in the locker room, they want to be coached. Once it gets there, they understand. If there's jealousy, who cares? Bench mm -hmm. the jealous one. And Larinaga's got it figured out. Yep. All right, so let's let's transition that into – obviously, we know Duke is the best team. We're going to talk about just how good they are in a second. But uh, Miami, well, are we agreeing them second best team in the ACC? Are you guys both there? Yep, both there. All I right. am. All right, so North eh, Carolina. Eh. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me pull up my list. Yeah, it's, I got Miami second. Yeah, yeah. So North Carolina then is probably the next team that we would need to discuss. I negative. Well, we'll, we'll get. Uh, what I was going to say is I'm a little bit worried about them, and the reason that I'm worried about them is because I can see, I can see some. I'm, let me let me phrase it like this: I'm worried about them as a, like a top fifteen kind of a team. I think they're going to be really good, but yeah. I can see some roster construction issues arising because. I don't know if RJ Davis is a full-time point guard and it kind of looks to me like they're going to try to play Elliot Cadeau as a full-time point guard. And I don't know if you look at the track record of point guards that have reclassified and enrolled early as like young 17 year olds, young 18 year olds to try to run a program. Like it's not great. So uh, I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to push back on that a little bit just simply okay. because uh, like Tyrese Proctor was good last year. Wouldn't you agree? Like it took yeah, but a little he was, bit of time, but, but he got going. But he's but he was the he was already the age of a freshman. That, that's yeah, the same thing. Like he as reclassified to to going to the age that he was supposed to be. Like Elliot Cadeau is is Cadeau's hey, nineteen years old. He's nineteen already. Yeah, like he's eighteen, nineteen years old. Like he's he, and if he's still eighteen, like he's about to turn nineteen soon. Like he's he's an older player. That's my pushback. But it is an adjustment. I get it. I, I just feel like he's so quick and so good. It's. He's going to fit alongside them well, so it's, well. It's the, I understand why they did it, right? It's the passing and the shooting that you could put around him. And he can get in the lane. He can do like Kendall Marshall. That's shit, it. And it cre mm -hmm. helps create space and and um, that you wouldn't. He just impacts else. winning. Yeah. He just impacts winning. And, and, he, and he's he got winning other, stuff. But, but it's what Rob just said, Terrence. Your workload gets alleviated when you consider the pieces around him. Veteran players, guys yeah. who have been to the national championship game. Harrison Ingram, who looks like he's going to be a stud by all mm -hmm. accounts. I mean, he, he was at Stanford. It's a guy who averaged 11, 6, and 4 per game. Yep. Tell, they, they, to me, I thought they were very strategic in their offseason approach. And I thought it was a successful offseason. And now... Cadeau's not being asked to be Superman. He's got to do some management that is beyond what his experience says. But I'd like to think that the entire vibe around Carolina is a 180 from what they were last year. Yeah, this is the this is the 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 lead that we use in the almanac, the lead quote from Hubert Davis. The biggest thing for us this year is approaching it as we and not me. This is about us. I think that says a lot 
about uh, the piece that is is no longer there. We don't well, need to drag Caleb Love. Um, I also I, I also like to point out like the Cormac Ryan edition was a really good one. Yes. Well, here's here's what I was going to say to you, and I was curious your thoughts on this. Is that you bring in Elliot Cadeau and look at the guys that they added. Cormac Ryan shot 34% from three. I think that we all agree he's a better shooter than 34% yes. from three. Um, they added uh, Paxson Wojcik, who shot 38% from three, albeit at Brown. They added Jalen Withers, uh, who shot 42% from three on not a lot of attempts, but that's still 42% from three as a six foot nine. Four. That was an underrated get, too. Like he's originally, yeah. he he's a South Met kid out of Charlotte. Like he's a North Carolina kid. I, I'm happy he went there. Uh, to have some things facilitated for him. That, he was he was an all-freshman team member as a five, and last year he played the two. Yeah. So, like, you guys tell me that Louisville had some roster situation issues. Yeah, Sorry. and then Harrison Ingram, who um, shot 32% from three. I think we'll see that go up a little bit. He's good enough that he has to make him, but you can have one guy out there that's good enough where you have to – good enough to make him, but isn't a great shooter and still be able to space the floor. So, are you – do you see that working? Do you see – I think we all see what Hubert was trying to do. Do you think that it will work for him this season, T.O.? Yeah. Yeah, because now you have two guards that are that are willing to give the ball up and play play quickly and realize that like hey, the, last year North Carolina, they would they would get a stop and then they'd walk it up because Caleb Love wanted it. Like when, when RJ Day two years ago when they went to the Final Four in the national championship game, it's when RJ kind of took over and they let Caleb do his thing in the last 10 minutes. Now you're going to have two guards and Cadeau and Davis that are willing to push the ball and make that advance pass. To me, that triggers everything with mm -hmm. North Carolina. So I think it's going to work. I think they have quality pieces around Cadeau, older guys. Harrison Ingram's really good, guys. I mean, an excellent passer, sees the floor. He's got to shoot it a little better, but I think he can. Uh, th this is a really, really nice lineup. I, I mean, from top to bottom, uh, there's a lot of good pieces. And, and pieces like West Virginia transfer uh, James Conquo. Like, I he knows what he's getting into. He's he's backing up Armando Baycott, and he'll probably only play five to seven minutes on on a given night. And other nights he'll play twelve. Like you need what you need, you need him to piece. average eight and ten, eight, eight and eight to ten minutes, and give five fouls, and just make sure that Armando when he hits the bench, like you got a guy out there that's going to play his balls off for 10 minutes yeah. to make sure that your big fella doesn't get tired by the end of the season. And he's a rim runner, lob threat, yeah. screen and roll guy. Like he, he's going to be able to do all those things. I, I love the way the, the roster is constructed. All right. So there are three teams. I mentioned this earlier. There are three teams that wear arms that we need to talk about. Syracuse is one of them. I'm going to put them to the side for a second. Cause I want to talk about red Autry, bigger picture, Virginia and Clemson are the two teams in this league that I think are not getting anywhere near uh, enough discussion. And um, Fanta, I'm going to go to T.O. first on this one. You know why I'm going to go to T.O. first on this one. You can see that Clemson Tiger Paw on the wall behind him. Okay, you see that Clemson degree right there on the wall behind him. Just talk to me them. about your Tigers, man. Look, they lost they lost some, uh, some players that I think were better than people realize, like Hunter Tyson. <laughs> Turns out, like, he's a fucking dude, huh? Brevin he's Galloway, dude. really good player once he got his nuts reattached. So, um... <laughs> what do you what do you make of this team? PJ Hall's back. They get Joseph Gerard. Uh, Chase Hunter's back. Jack Clark. Like I saw that kid when he was at LaSalle as a freshman. And if he can ever find a way to get healthy, you're getting a six eight dude that can shoot it with point guard skills. He was a point yeah. guard until he was a senior in high school. He was six one. Then he grew. Fucked up his knees. Uh, tough situation. But what do you make of um, what do you make of Clemson? There's a lot to like. PJ Hall is kind of where you start everything because in a league full of really good five men, like people, 
there's a lot of good five men in the ACC. Like mm-hmm. you, you have uh, the guy up at Boston College, Quentin Post, who's really good. Baycott's really good. Filipowski, Norm- Norchad O'Meara. Like PJ Holt belongs in that conversation of potential player of the year in the league. Like we have him as a top twenty-five player on the almanac. Yeah, I, and, and deservedly so. He he is that good, and he had a terrific. Uh, he had, oh good, Fanta can stay. Breaking Fanta news! Stay. Breaking news here on the DTF podcast. Fanta canceled. He canceled his eleven o'clock call. He's not canceled. He, he bailed on it. Canceled. He, he bailed on not, it. Hold on, I have not been canceled. <laughs> hey, oh my goodness gracious! This, this, you know, a lot of people blame me for for the some of the crap that's happened in the last year. I I I don't have much to do with it. It is all on you, Rob. It's, it's me. Definitely it's me. Come on. It's definitely some on Goodman. Okay? You know what? I can I can tell you're growing up because like when I start trying to push you to 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 get a little reckless, like you stop doing it, man. You stop doing it. Smart man. I'm proud of you. That'll That's do it. it. See my it's like my baby boy all grown up now. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Anyway, finish your point, Tio. No, uh, I, I I like the pieces. Chase Hunter's probably the most underrated guard in the league. Uh, what he averaged fourteen? Was it fourteen points? Four four or four and a half boards, three assists, no, four and a half assists, three boards. Like he's a guy that's a big time athlete and his slot. When Alamir Dawes transferred from Clemson to Seton Hall, there was kind of a void left at the point guard spot and he had to kind of do it by proxy. And like, it took his game off. Just having the ball in his hands, being a part, had some game winning shots there at the end. Uh, He's underrated. Do you you buy him defensively? Like, look, they they lose. Chase Hunter or Clemson? Clemson, like yes. they lose Brevin Galloway, and they're bringing in Joe. Brevin Jamal, Galloway who, for defense. Who are we talking about? Well, that dude, that dude can't guard Fanta. Well, they add they're they're replacing him with Joe Girard. He can't. That's guard. the only issue. But I, I'm here's my counter to that: is everybody else can guard. And I don't worry about Brad Brunell in defense. That's okay. my counter. And if he if he's not going to play some form of defense, he's not going to be out there. They so lost Pat Middlebrooks, who could guard. Yeah. yeah, but he only played like eight minutes. Okay, and I, it's I, I'm not worried. And I also see Chauncey Wiggins taking a bigger role. This okay. is a guy six nine, six ten, can really defend, can shoot the basketball. Uh, shot great percentages on low attempts last year, but I'm telling you, he's he could be that next three and D six ten wing that can shoot it and defend. Just another guy. Here's why Clemson's being underrated. Because in a world of the ACC where oftentimes the complaint about the middle teams is that they don't have that guy, Clemson's got a trio that should be in sync, should be scoring the ball on a high level, should be able to feed off one another. P.J. Hall is ready to be in takeover mode. Obviously, we saw signs of that last year. Now with Hunter Tyson gone, I think he understands that he's got to be that dude. But your backcourt's going to have synergy. And the reason is because I think Chase Hunter and Joe Girard are going to feed well off one another. And this team, to me, Terrence, I, I, and you're the Clemson master, so you can disagree, and I'd love to hear your disagreement, okay? Well, to technically, me, he's the Greenville master now, all right? Okay. <laughs> They've got a trio, right? They've got dudes there at the top of their roster. Whereas you look at some other ACC teams and you're like, Okay, I think their core is solid, but do they have a go-to guy down the stretch in games? And I think 
I think Clemson's going to be okay in that category. I'm with you. I mean, my X factor is Chauncey Wiggins. Uh, like you just said, he's he's gained weight. He seems like he's naturally poised for the sophomore leap. But how about Jack Clark? How about Jack Clark, a transfer from NC State? Yeah, good player. Got to stay healthy. Like, like it's, 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 gotta, a, gotta it's a health healthy. thing, man. Like, it's a health. Like, he he's one of these kids that had a late growth spurt, and it's just he hasn't been able to – his body hasn't caught up to the fact that it's it's now seven inches bigger than it was before, and he just keeps getting hurt. It just it's J- Jake Heibreder averaged 15 a game at Air Force last year. Yeah, I was about so, to ask you about him. What do you think about him? I, I do think with the things that he does uh, translates to Brad Reynolds offense. He runs off the ball. He moves. He's not a guy who's going to dribble the air out of the ball, shoots off the catch. I, I think he's a good piece. I think he's a good piece. Ian Shefflin's a good player too. Just kind of somebody that, that'll board and it, initiate the break. They have pieces in everywhere and they're deep. They have they pieces top everywhere and they're deep. And you have, you have Gerard, you can run screens for. You have Chase Hunter, you can create off the bounce. And if you want something near the rim, you go to P.J. Hall, and then everything can function around it. There, there's there's a lot to like offensively. Are, defensively, are I get the whole team? Joe Girard thing. Yep. Are they, you think they're a top 25 team, T.O.? Yes, I do. Okay. Where More you, like you, top 35 for me. I yeah, think I, top 25. They're in that 20 to 25 range. Yeah, I think they're, uh, they're a tournament team. They, they should yes. make the tournament this year. Yes, and if they, they should. If they don't, then all of the – it feels like Brad Manell's been on the hot seat for 27 years at this point. <laughs> like, But this is the year where you're like, dude – Easy. Brad's my neighbor right yeah. now. I'm about to move. We can talk next week. Yeah. So just talk a little quieter when you say he's on the hot seat, all right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he, he knows he has to win. He knows he has to win. That's no secret. It's Look, they've got, a bet, they've got an ACC player of the year candidate. Might yeah. sound bold, but P.J. Hall can be that. Yep. Um, all right. Virginia. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. This is the one where I'm having a very difficult time wrapping my head around it. And I'm curious... So I, I kind of think that what Tony Bennett wants to do is something that is not necessarily going to work in the modern age of college basketball. He wants to get guys to come in. He wants them to stay there for three, four, five years. He wants them to grow. He wants them to develop. 
He wants to turn them from top 100 kids into Malcolm Brogdon, from top 40 kids into Kyle Guy, from three-star recruits into Ty Jerome. Like, he wants to get these dudes, bring them in, and develop them and grow them in his system. Um, I don't know if that still works with the guys that are at, good at that level. And uh, I got a little pushback from Virginia fans about that. They seem to be really excited about this team. I can kind of see what they're saying, but at the same time, you got a group with three sophomores basically that are expected to start in Isaac McNeely, Ryan Dunn, and the transfer from St. Thomas, uh, Andrew Rohde. I hope I pronounced his name correctly. Love all three of those guys. Love all three. I, I do too. They're they're also young. And how often have we seen um seen Tony Bennett have that level of success with that youth? Uh Jordan Minor was awesome at Merrimack. Fantastic in the NEC because that one was I'm bigger. more worried about. Yeah, he was bigger and more physical and more athletic. Yeah, that one I'm more worried about. Those three transfer. sophomores I like. Though. Oof. And and what about Re- and Reese Beekman? Like he's good. We've been waiting for him to kind of take the star turn. Like I'm just fan of you're you're just you're gesticulating. Go ahead, say what you got to say. I'm just I, I wonder if I don't saying Tony Bennett lost his fastball. Like that's the wrong way to phrase. But like I, I wonder if what he does best still works. Okay, I don't think he's lost his fastball. I think he's got to get in the lab. And, and work on refining what his pitching arsenal is, to, to go off baseball terminology. I think Tony Bennett's got great stuff. He's got to add not, a knuckle curve. Well, a knuckle <laughs> curve. Big fan of the knuckle curve. He's got to throw a changeup. A knuckle curve in October, or in college basketball terminology, March. Here's the thing. They went 25-8 and eight last year. They had a nice season. Yeah. <laughs> they had a great season. They went 15-5 and five in the ACC. They lost five of their top seven players. They lost a lot. And when you're not in the – like Kevin Keats had a had a horrible year two years ago, and what did he do? He quickly turned the thing at NC State with with just a mass of transfers, mm-hmm. a mass of, of transfers, quick-hitting transfers. Yeah, he had a couple of, of players that he retained that were very good. We'll get to them. But for me, Tony Bennett did try to build this the way that he's built other teams. And college basketball has changed. And you're at the end of the day. I'm with you guys. I like what they brought in in Tony Bennett, his ideology. Andrew Rohde, Jordan Minor. Don't forget that Dante Harris was as as big as any reason why why Georgetown won the 2021 Big East tournament. So we have a, a small sample size, but Dante Harris won. He's a former Big East tournament most outstanding player. He's a good guard who needs mm-hmm. coaching and who I think could take off under Tony Bennett. But you are asking a guy from the NEC. Did he red, asking, on, did, didn't Dante redshirt? Am I imagining that? He transferred man. midway and then redshirt. Midway. So, so he, yeah, he has he has a semester under his belt in the system, right? Yeah. 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 And so, so I like him. Uh, but I'll tell you what, guys. They're relying on players – who were in totally different conferences, much lower conferences. Let's let's call a spade a spade. And now they're asking those players to to really step up. They're young. They need Reese Beekman to be that dude. And and I don't know if Reese Beekman is a guy that's going to be averaging 15, 16 points per game. All right. I, I just and maybe he will be, and maybe he'll take that on and be that guy. Maybe he has to be that guy for this team. But what I think about Virginia is. I, I, I like their core. I can understand some of the players that they've got, but does this team have enough to be at the Virginia standard to compete for an ACC title? 
There are just four players from this team who played any minutes a year ago. Beekman, the lone starter, they lost a lot. And unless you're quickly turning it with the power of NIL, that's not what they did in their offseason additions. They went the traditional route. And I fear if they've got enough. And if Beekman's not the guy on the offensive end, who is? Why isn't why isn't Beekman the guy? I, I, I'm we lost there. We he, just haven't we just haven't seen it. Haven't you seen know? it. Like, I, I when I'm not talking about him. I, I think that he was good in the role that he was asked to be in last year, right? Where you're going to be a little bit of a facilitator. He had one of the best assist to turnover ratios in the country. Yeah, but that's different from scoring. He was. Yeah, I know, but the scoring is going to be the scoring is going to be skewed because of the style that they play. Like if if they're only scoring 50 points a game and he's scoring almost 20 percent of that, like. Is twenty percent of the team's offense. I have. I think that has less to do with him than it does what they're doing. My other concern with them, the last point I'll make about them is, I'm concerned about what they do in the front court. Yeah, they just need to screen in the front court. I like this team, I, and I think they give Isaac McNeely gives him something different than he's had since Kyle Guy, and that's somebody you could draw up to come off and shoot threes. Mm-hmm. That that's where I think it makes a difference this year. I think Andrew Rody can do the same thing. Uh, he's more of an all skill guy. He's more in the form of um, of uh, what's the kid's name that uh, when they lost, he said, "Yeah, we we're aware of that." Thanks a lot for telling Ty me. Ty Jerome. Yeah, he's much more Ty Jerome than he is a Kyle guy. I think I think Isaac McNeely's a bigger Kyle guy when it comes to stylistically, uh, he's not Kyle guy. Kyle guy was McDonald's all American, but McNeely can come off screens. He can score off the move. You can set a pin down and he can come off and score. They haven't had that in some years. Who's the last guy? I gotta, I gotta go sign for a package real quick. Sorry. Do it. Do you like this team more than Clemson? No, no, because Clemson's got, if you put the two teams together, you would draft PJ hall first. Depends on where you're talking about. Like, as far as what? I think Clemson's got a better top. Well, I have Clemson third. Like, that's not like I got, I got, I got Clemson three, North Carolina four, Virginia five. There's more knowns with Clemson than there are with Virginia. Sure. But the style will carry them. And the fact that he fit like McNeely and Rhodey fit better. And then they have this dynamic point guard. Now that Kihei Clark's out of the way, I just feel like Virginia is going to be tough to handle because their point of attack is Beekman. And you have guys on the wings that can score in different ways. They're calm. They know how to play. They don't have this Jack Salt figure to where they can go in and screen and be muck it up and be physical. But if Jordan Miner can be somewhat that at 6'8", 240, then I think it's going to help things. But I'm telling you, McNeely could be in line for an all-conference type year because he is that type of talent. He's got the size, and he's so strong that he's going to be able to hold guys off and be able to score when those games are 43 to 42 with a minute and a half to go. You can run some of these curled, you know, baseline cuts for him to get something in the corner because he can knock down those shots. Virginia hasn't had that in the last couple of years. They haven't had that. That's kind of where I differ a little bit. I think this team fits outside of not really having this overwhelming five man physically. Fair point. McNeely did prove himself against Duke and Furman mm-hmm. last year. He had double-figure performances in those games. And he shot 39% from three. And on a team that was very experienced, Terrence, mm-hmm. and I think it's interesting that he was able to find his way on the floor and play 22 minutes per game as a freshman on a team that minutes were not easy to come by for Virginia 
last year. If you were a reserve, if you were a guy that was kind of an afterthought at, at first glance, he 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 became a, a key piece. And like you just said, he gives them perimeter shot making. There's just there's a level of unknowns with this Virginia team. Sure. And I gotta say, big picture in the almanac, all right. Uh, and folks, I think the Almanac is absolutely fantastic. And while I work for the Field of 68, I have no hand in preparing the Almanac. And T.O. agrees. It's awesome. It's awesome. It's awesome. I got nothing to do with it either. It, it in was, the Almanac, in the Almanac, Tony Bennett said, quote, this is college basketball now. I just hope this isn't every year for us, end quote. That's a very interesting quote. And it comes off to me that big picture he that to me says he wants to do things a certain way. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to be a Jay Wright who retires because of they're seeing the way that this is all going. So at some point, Tony Bennett's probably going to have to shift some of what his foundational beliefs as a coach have been. Yeah, and and there's still ways to do it the way that he wants to be able to do it right there's you can still bring players in and kind of develop them and i think you're seeing that a little bit with um specifically mcneely and ryan dunn right like those are two guys where they hang around for four years they're going to be really 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 damn good for virginia i just feel like they might be a year away and it's hard to be a year away when the guy who's going to be your best player um probably won't be there in a year i want to ask you guys about syracuse have we talked about syracuse yet oh dude no but they are the most intriguing team in the in the league all right, so tell me why. Because there's there's two reasons why I find them very, very, very interesting. Because who the hell knows? Like, who who knows how they're going to play this year? New coach, Red, comes in, and it's like, well, is he going to play zone? Are they going to play man? He said they're going to play man. Are they going to play zone? Then they bring guys in like Naheem McLeod, who fits perfectly for his zone. And transfers, seven foot four transfer that heads up to uh, Syracuse. He fits right in the middle of the zone. And then you have all this length around the perimeter that could – give you fits with the zone. And then J.J. Starling comes in from Notre Dame, former McDonald's All-America. Judah Mintz comes back, the best returning guard in the league. And then Malik Brown, and I know this probably isn't going to be a popular opinion, he's just this long-rangey energy guy that just kind of molds everything together. And there's so much talent on the team. It's just like, how is this team going to be coached? Like, we, we just don't know. And there's been no precedent because uh, – he hasn't worked for anybody. He hasn't worked for anybody except for uh, Bayheim and Seth Greenberg. So, like, who are your, where are your, like, what defense are you going to do? And then if you do decide to play man to man, how are you going to play it? Like, so many questions, so many questions right there. But the talent is obvious. Benny Williams is obviously talented. I think a new coach coming in is obviously going to help him out. I, man, I, I am wildly intrigued, wildly intrigued. I think they're going to be really, really good. Like, I think we're talking like top 25. I think we're talking 25 wins. I think we're talking 13 or 14 wins in the ACC. Good Fanta. I'm not mad at that. The talent's there to do that. If JJ Starling can improve his perimeter shot making, that would Mm -hmm. go a long way in their ability to make that leap. Now, Starling is great at attacking the basket and Judah Mintz, the return of Judah Mintz is the top reason why this team can dream. Because you're talking about a guy, do you know how hard it is as a freshman to come in and average 16 and five assists per game? Those are ridiculous numbers. 
Those are so numbers. fast. He is so fast. He's a beast. He's a beast. Chris Bell is another shot making weapon who I think is a bit of an X factor for them. Six foot seven can cause mismatches. I expect growth. At the end of the day, he came in as a freshman, played mm-hmm. 20 minutes per game. Benny Williams is a guy who I think talking with Red for our off the carousel series, Red Altree's challenging Benny Williams to, to take ownership, to be the tough guy to be physical, and to deliver. They've got height, plenty of height. Now it's a matter of who's going to step up and be that dude of the height that they have. Is it as simple as Naheem McLeod? But they've got options. This team has potentially multiple pros. And and again, for me, if they can perimeter shot make, they're going to be better defensively. All right, that's not that hard to do. Because let's face it, Syracuse defensively the last couple of years has just been unathletic and not good. They're going to be better on that end of the floor. They're going to play more man. My concern has nothing to do with them. It has to do with the fact that they're playing in the Maui Invitational. It has to do with the fact that they're playing in the Maui Invitational. Is that the call you bailed on? Nope. <laughs> and that they're playing, uh, they're playing a challenging non-conference schedule. Uh, mm-hmm. playing Oregon in Sioux Falls, they can win that game. Frankly, they, they probably should win that game. We'll see. But, guys, if you're in the Maui, like if you look at the Maui Invitational right now, they're probably, what, sixth or seventh in that event? Fifth, sixth, seventh? That event is loaded this year. Yeah, it's really good. It's um, I'm just laughing at T.O., whatever the hell. He, he keeps putting a pillow on his head for some reason for the people yeah, I know. I, listening at home. I, I, I'm, I'm like – yeah, sorry. The the ADD has finally started kicking in. Yeah, I will say this. So I, I think there are two things that are going to determine how good this team are. And, and to say nothing of like, we're going to find out whether or not Red Autry can actually coach, right? Like maybe he is awesome. Maybe he's terrible. We don't, we don't really know. We have no idea. Yeah, we have no idea. Um, I think the two things that are really going to impact this are one, the shooting from that backcourt, right? Like Judah mentioned, JJ Starling combined to shoot about 30% from three. That's got to go up. You can't have your two best players, your two best guards, shoot 30% from three and win at the level you want to be able to win. Um, I'm not saying they got to be 45% three-point shooters. I'm saying let's get to mid-30s, fellas. Come on. Um, the other thing is Chance Westry. Uh, he was injured a lot last year. Um, but and he has loved like, him before they before he got hurt. Yeah, like I, I've talked with Bruce Pearl before last season, and he was like, Chance Westry's the guy. Like He's going to be the guy in our backcourt. He's going to be the guy no one's talking about. He's going to be the best freshman we have. And he was injured and he was banged up and he didn't really get it done. But like a six six combo guard that can shoot it a little bit, that can play off the bounce a little bit, that can be switchable defensively. Like he you plug him in with with JJ and Judah, and all of a sudden, um, one, you have like maybe the coolest names for any uh for any backcourt in the country. But I can't imagine a better combination of length, athleticism, and talent than Judah, JJ, and Chance Westry. That's that's fun, man. That's fun. a lot. Yeah. That's fun. We're good. Uh, anyone that we haven't talked about yet, T.O., that you think deserves mention here, like Virginia Tech, NC State, Boston College is a team. We talked about them a little bit. They went 9-11 in the league last year. They bring some good pieces back. And they have um, Quentin Post. Quentin Post. Uh, Wake Forest brings some good players back. Losing um, losing the uh, the big kid. Applebee. Bobby is, Applebee. Yeah, Applebee and, 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 and Bobby. They, but they add, they, they add Kevin Miller. They add Kevin Miller, who – transfers i want to say from central michigan who got hurt so he didn't play the entire year but the numbers that he put up 
during those five or six games that he played were insane. So he'll be kind of the next one. Um, they're really high on this kid, uh, Marcus Marion, Danish kind of a three, four and really step out and shoot about six, nine, six, 10. He averaged 15 and nine and Denmark's top league and Denmark's top league is not great, but it's also not, it's still, there's still some pros over there. So I think that's, uh, to be mentioned, uh, wake will be fine. Will they make the tournament? I, I, I think it's possible, but it'll be tough. What about Boston College, Wake Forest? Uh, I'm sorry, Boston College, NC State, Virginia. I like Tech. Boston College because I think the floor is going to magically open up. Like Quentin Post just kind of makes things work. He shot almost 43% from three, and he's seven feet tall. And not only that, he's got to be a better, he's got to be a better passer. But if he stays healthy, he'll be good. Uh, Prince Oligbe could make us could take a step forward. You think that sophomore jump in production from, you know, a percentage standpoint is going to happen? Uh, Gosh, it's just to me like the the league is better this year. It's deeper this year. It, it, it was it was bad last year, but I think this year it'll take a bit of a step. Wildly intrigued to see what happens at Georgia Tech with Damon Stoudemire. I don't think they'll be good, but I'm curious to see how they play. Uh, Florida State and Baba Miller. If if that team can stay healthy, they could figure some things out. Jalen Ganey, who tore his knee up last year, uh, was Ivy League player, of the defensive player of the year. Uh, what two seasons ago? Uh, they think he's going to be able to change some things for them defensively. Bob Bob Miller is great. Uh, Notre Dame is there's talent be on that Florida State roster. Terrible. There's there's talent on that roster. Yeah, there is. There is, and they're they're going to be fine. Notre Dame might be the worst team in the league. I think them and Louisville they're gonna they're gonna slug it out for the bottom. <laughs> and then, uh, I, I guys, I think Pitt's going to be pretty good. I think Pitt's going to be pretty good. They they lost uh, what's the kid's name? Dior Johnson. Of course, he, you know, he transfers every, every time the wind blows. But like they have uh, Blake Henson returns. Zach Austin's really good. Transfer from High Point, extremely athletic, and the Diaz Grand brothers come back. So there's a lot in this league. It, it's a better league this year than it has been in, in the past two or three. Yeah, How many and, tournament teams, Fanta? Well. I so I actually think that this is a league that could send six to the NCAA tournament. I, I, I really do believe that. And I think six would be a nice year for the ACC. Uh, and and six, I mean, seven's the high point, but I think they could send six. I think that you're talking about a league that's going to have Duke, Miami, Carolina. Carolina's going to dance this upcoming year, okay? Yeah, mm -hmm. Carolina fans, I know you thought I was a hater last year. But I was just trying to talk it real, and 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 they they missed it. NC State, NC State, yeah, Virginia. I still trust to find a way there. Clemson, by what we're talking about, can go. And I, then I, I think the top six are. I think there's six that we can say pretty confidently should be tournament teams: Duke, Miami, North six? Carolina, Virginia, Clemson, Syracuse. I'll tell you who I have at six. Oh wow, Syracuse. See, I have Syracuse at ten heading into the year. I'll tell you who I have because I have no idea. Sorry, go, John. Mike Young. I was, yeah. And Virginia Tech are not getting discussed in this league. I know. We all know what happened last year. But little did we forget, okay? They started the season 11 and 1. 11 and 1. It was an all time collapse, losing seven in a row. When they start the season 11 and 1, they're in the top 25. You're saying they're locked in to make the NCAA tournament. There's no way they're going to miss it. But Hunter Couture got hurt during a crucial area of the season. They had rough injuries. They've got Sean Padula, Hunter Padula Oblongata. Yeah. 
I like and that. I like that. <laughs> my my ACC breakout player is Rodney Rice. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good one. I like him. Good player. I, watching, watching some video of him on YouTube, guys, just pulling some things up. Uh, what stands out to me is got some size to him. Mm-hmm. He can play make, and he's got some explosiveness to him. Yep. And this is a team that last year, when they had some guys banged up, Right when they had Couture get hurt, a hand injury. Yeah, they let elbow injury, and they lost seven in a row. Yeah, I mean that's brutal. That's how your season gets destroyed, especially in a league that that then didn't have the opportunities for them to get back on the radar. But you know they 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 should be better defensively. That's something that that Young's got to clean up. They were not a good defensive team last year, but I, I think bringing in a guy like Tyler Nickel, I'll be curious. I, I was going to say, do you know who is going to love Tyler Nickel? You know who's going to be uh, very, very good playing for Mike Young? Yeah. You know who who can be schemed to just sprint into catch-and-shoot threes? Tyler Nickel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they brought in Robbie Bieran, who was part of winning last year. You know, hey, hey, you know what? Let me ask Let me ask you this, T.O. When you see, when you see these dudes that are allowed to sprint around the floor and just take catch-and-shoot 24-foot threes seven times a game, do you sit here and you were like, my career – was 15 years too early. I should be playing for Mike Young. Mike Young has brought this up to me. (laughs) He has brought this up to me. Every time I see him, he's like, hell, I wish I just had a shooter like you, which he's, I know he's just, (laughs) but he's bullshitting me, but like, he's still, Hey, I'm a fan. Like it. Yeah. 15, either that or like, I was only good back then because I was so different. (laughs) (laughs) Terrence, to your point, you're, you're absolutely right. I wish you were playing today for your sake. Okay, right. and you still play, but but here's the thing, Virginia Tech. Also, if you read the almanac, Mike Young said we're going to have no problem shooting the basketball, mm-hmm. guys. Do you guys? We all watch college basketball religiously. How many teams struggle from game to game to make threes? Let's simplify the game here. Mm-hmm. Virginia Tech's got some motivation. They got some returning players. They did pretty solid in the transfer portal. And they're entering the year where I don't think there's a high expectation level for them. I think this is my sleeper team in the ACC. I really Okay, do. okay. So so now that we we we've all down the ACC enough. So I I'm just going to go Hold on. Can I teams. tell you my favorite Mike Young story real yeah. quick? So he he uh he started his career at a Division 3 school called Emory and Henry like deep in the woods of yeah. Southwest Virginia. I'm talking about like it's a campus in the middle of a cow farm. Right. I'm yep. talking about like one street light town. It's in the middle of nowhere. And uh, it was the, it, it's not the case anymore. But there was a while where the guy that was his head coach, Bob Johnson, had five division one head coaches in his coaching tree that came that were assistants for him at this little division three school in the middle of nowhere in Southwest yeah. Virginia. But he Mike Young told me that when he first got the head coaching job there, the reason he knew it was the right place for him was because. Uh, there was a Civil War soldier's ghost that had haunted the gym that Emory and Henry played their <laughs> games in. So next time you talk to Mike Young, ask him about the Civil War ghost that haunted the Emory and Henry gym. Because I'm pretty he sure always he always has something. Yeah, he always he always has some story like that. he's he always ha- he's great man. He, 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 hey Fanta, have you have you ever interviewed Mike? Never formally interviewed, but you but need to, you need to you need to find time because he'll. <laughs> 
He gave you some good stuff, man. He's great. <laughs> yeah, so? well, I look, I don't know if we can let Fan and Mike Young like have a conversation together. That, that might be too much. It would you know, be like, awesome. I you know, saw, how much if we no. if they talk for 20 minutes, TO, how much basketball are they actually gonna talk? I saw Coach Not much. Yeah, I about 30 Coach seconds. Young, I saw Coach Young at Pete's Jam. And uh, I'm not going to name, you know, very briefly. And one of the coaches next to him, I'm not going to name the coach, turns to Mike Young and goes, oh, yeah, that kid, he's, he's fucking crazy. And, uh, and Mike Young looks at the other coach, and I've never met Mike, and Mike goes, I know. Yeah. <laughs> that was the interaction. I'm like, Mike Young, I barely know you, but I, I, I feel like I do. So yeah. he, he comes off as such a great personality. He is. That but I'd like them to bounce back. I really think – I think Virginia Tech is going to have a bounce-back season. The team that I'm curious about just because of, of what they lost, guys, is NC State. Yeah, but they still have Casey Morsell, who, from what I'm hearing, has been awesome this entire summer, kind of waiting to take that next step. And they've got so many new pieces. They got the kid, Jaden – was it Jaden Butler from – no, Jaden from Taylor Butler. Jaden Taylor. Taylor. Taylor from Butler, excuse me. Yeah. Jaden Butler from Taylor? Yeah, Jaden Butler from Taylor. <laughs> and DJ Horn, who's a veteran guard. And your favorite player in America is back, DJ Burns. Oh, walking, yeah. Walking refrigerator with ballerina feet. That's my guy. I like it. So so here's here's uh, here's the thing. So I, I, I want to go through something right now because we've been on we've been down on the ACC for a long time. So let's for two for two years. Let's be honest. Let's be we can be honest here. We're all friends. We're all hey, friends. We're, we're not being down on them in this preview show. Exactly. So I'm going. I'm going here. Duke can make the tournament. Yes. Yeah. Miami. Uh, yes. I don't know. I don't know if they have Miami. Enough. Hold on. Hold trust John Shire to make stay, the stay with me, Rob. Stay with me. Your basketball for dummies thing is only yeah, in the only got into chapter two on that thing. Yeah, but don't say can. They will make the tournament. They will make the tournament. Miami will. Clemson will. North Carolina will. Virginia will. Wake Forest maybe. NC State maybe. Pitt maybe. No, I go, go go look at that roster. Go look at that roster. And I did. They don't I have did. a shot. Maybe maybe he's generous. Possible. Virginia Pitt, Tech. Ma- I'm going maybe. Pitt maybe. Virginia Tech maybe. Yeah. Syracuse maybe. Okay. You're you're too low on Syracuse. I, I'm. I, I just don't know. It's it has. I have. I, I'm I feel not like I know. To I'm not doubting. I feel the like talent, I know. Coaching comes into effect. Like coaching is a thing. So like you like you have to keep that in mind too. I mean, look at all the talent certain teams had last year and didn't. So do you hear To just said Red Autry can't coach? I didn't say that. He's never. I I don't know if he can coach. Do you know if he can coach? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. No offense, but this isn't Jay Wright to to Kyle Neptune. I mean, let's face it here. Bayheim the last couple of years has not been great. Boston College. (laughs) What do you think? Move right on. We're moving on. I don't. This isn't. We did Big East last week. I, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to rain on Kyle Neptune. He has no, a good time. But I'm saying to you that it's not like like he's following a legend, but that legend probably should have hung it up a couple of years ago. I'm I'm not in disagreement there, but he. But anyway, so Boston College, Quentin Post, Jaden Zachary, both very good. They have pieces around them. Possible, not probable, but I think possible. Uh, the whole. What, what about Florida State? What about Florida State? If they put it together, Florida State is uh, probably has what top six talent in the conference on their roster. Probably. So what's your point? So my point is, 
we've all we've always wondered like why has the AC looked bad? It's because they've been shitty in the non-conference. I, I think they have a chance to be good in the non-conference this year, and that's going to change. You said six, maybe seven. I think you could probably get eight teams this year if the maybe teams, if the maybe teams, those maybe are good in the non-conference, are good in the non-conference. I agree, and don't lose to Louisville or Notre Dame. That's right. So, or Georgia Tech's, because we really don't know about Georgia Tech either. So, so the bottom three: Georgia Tech, Louisville, Notre Dame. Those are the ones that you can't lose to. Outside of that, that's twelve teams with hard maybes, and I think Boston College is like at that 12, 11, 10 area. Can I ask a question? Sure. This is the elephant in the room. Okay. If Louisville, what does Louisville have to do for Kenny Payne to have a third year as their head coach? I'm not an insider, so like, what do you think, Rob? What do you think that? And to follow up there, or is there no bar, and he's going to get a year three regardless? No, nah, I don't. I don't think so. I don't think that a year three regardless is not what's going to happen. If you have another four and twenty eight season, like I just think that it's very difficult. If, if they're um, on, if they're on pace for four and twenty four, he'll be out in February. Yeah, um, I think that they need to show, like, <laughs> they need to show improvement. There needs to be a reason for you to be able to look at this team and say, okay. I see what you're doing. I see where this is heading. I see how it can grow. I see what the future is here. Like, let's say Sky Clark ends up being a guy that averages like 13 points and four assists. And Trey White comes in and you're like, okay, he's a good wing right there. And Brandley Huntley Hatfield um, takes a step forward and starts looking like a guy that was a five-star recruit that committed to Tennessee back in the day, right? Dennis Evans blocks everything moving. Yeah, and, and you see them guarding. And it's like, well... You know, they're not quite there yet. They're young. Kenny still got to get like another class in here, but you, we can see what's happening here. We can see what it's going. I don't know if like you need to necessarily say like he has to get to six wins in the ACC and finish at 500 or he's fired, right? I think you need to see the progression. You need to see the reason to be optimistic about where this program is headed under this coach for him to get a second year. And also to be entirely frank, I think a lot of it depends on what the options are to replace him, right? Because if you're just getting rid of him to get rid of him and you don't have a guy that is the guy that you want to be able to bring in to replace him, then what is the point of doing it? You're just going to go through the same song and dance again. So I think if a if somebody pops up that becomes a very obvious uh, person to hire, <clears throat> uh, Dusty Mate, <clears throat> I'm sorry, it's a, it's a little dusty in here. Um, I think that's something where you have to really consider it. Wow. Right? Like it's not, to me, it's not just, it's not just who, like, I'm not, I, I don't have like any, like I didn't talk to Dusty May and have him say, like, I want to go to the Louisville job. Right. I just think he's very, very, very good at what he does. And that would, if I'm Louisville, that's who I'm breaking the bank for. Um, if Bruce Pearl's not going to come take the job. So uh, I don't know. Right, we lost Phantom. Um, I, I, thought, I thought I had to open the door. All right, so that's that's what I that's does that make sense? That's where I'm at with it. Yep. But but my point was twelve teams, if they're good in the non-con, yeah, like yeah they're good. I mean they gotta eight. they gotta get it done in the non-conference. Uh, last thing before before we can kind of move on from here is is what Duke's gonna head into the season as a consensus top two team, right? Some yep. people have them number one, some people have them number two. Um, I don't think there's a wrong answer there. Uh, I think that they are very legitimately a national title favorite. I think there's a real chance they could have two first team all Americans on this roster. I think that they have a very nice combination of uh, experience 
and um, talented youngsters. Um, I, I I like what I see there. I'm worried about the defense. I'm worried about the rim protection, and I'm I'm a little bit worried about this being the first time that Shire has this level of expectation on him. So, where where do you stand on like what is what is a good season for Duke? To what is a what is a good season for this Duke team and this Duke roster? Second weekend, uh, but but I, what I mean by that is like nobody's going to be overly pissed if they make it to the second weekend. I think a good season they could win the national championship. Like I, I'm not sure about the question. What is the question saying? Like what? Where are people not going to be disappointed? <laughs> well, if they're if they're out the first weekend, that's disappointing. Yeah, first weekend exits disappointing. After that, Vanta, like it's such a Vanta, like, do I suck at asking questions? Because this is the second straight podcast where Tio tried to answer a question. And he's like, he answered and goes, I don't think I understand the question. Do you remember what happened when I asked him the over-under on how long it's gonna take for St. John's to be a contender under Patino? Because he was like the count <laughs> one, two, three, straight. four, five numbers going What's everywhere. The number of the day. No, here's the thing. Yeah, the, the, to, to me, I'm with you, Terrence. If you make this, here's the thing. If you make the second weekend of the NCAA tournament, and you lose. The fans who are that pissed off, all right, either had a future on you to make the Final Four or are just plain irrational about the NCAA tournament. No coach has made the Sweet 16 and gotten fired unless they did something off the court, right? What what coach has made the Sweet 16 and gotten his ass canned? Nobody gets their... Nobody gets fired for that. If you get fired, it's for things that are unrelated to your basketball team performance. Performance. So, and he's not getting fired. His seat's not high. He's. I think John Shire is the perfect fit at Duke. I think he's the right guy for this job. And I think he can absolutely win the national championship. Have we seen him in a Sweet 16 or an Elite Eight game as a head coach and been able to say, yeah, he could do it. Yeah, he could take that on. We haven't. But, guys, I like his demeanor. I, I like the way that he conducted himself in his first year. He didn't seem like he was overwhelmed. I think there were adjustment periods. But what he I love about Derek Lively and Derek Whitehead at the start of the season, the number they, one and number two recruits in the country, he put them on the bench at the start of the year. How many coaches do that? No, not many. I think he's perfect for this job. I, Duke is my front runner to win the national championship. John Derek. is your next 40 year head coach at yeah. one school. He is. He is the next. He's the next. Yeah. What Jim Beheim was at Syracuse, what you know, what Coach K was at Duke, John Shire can be that now at Duke for the next four decades. Yeah. To me, what's different about them is, is that there's upside to the returning experience. Yeah, there's always upside with the freshman class, but Tyrese Proctor's poised to have an even bigger year. He could have a, a massive, massive season. I love his game. He's an NBA player. Kyle Filipowski would have been a top 20 NBA draft pick, and he's still playing at Duke. That's a, pro- that's a problem for the rest of the ACC. It's a problem for the rest of America. And if Mark Mitchell's your third best of those three players, then you got something really good going. Jeremy Roach's health is important, and Jeremy Roach and Tyrese Proctor's ability to play off one another is important. Shot making, intrigued to see how that translates for this team. I agree with you on the rim protection. I understand where you're coming from. But to me, there's so much versatility for this team. And if Filipowski... Average 15 and nine as the center point of an opposing team scouting report as a freshman in college basketball. He's back at Duke. Sure, he's going to make money, 
You know what he's back at Duke to do? Win a damn natty. Mm -hmm. And I think this team can absolutely do it. Their number one or number two preseason ranking, I think Kansas will be one. It's not because we fall in love with Duke and and they're a brand name. It's not just that. They're damn good. They got as good of a sophomore class as any in America, and they got the second best freshman class in America. Yeah, they're going to tell be me awesome. why. Tell me why that team shouldn't be one of the three biggest national championship teams. Now it's just a matter of can Shire do it that deep, but why that deep into the tournament? But why couldn't he? Tell me why he couldn't. The only thing is rim protection, but I, I think uh, they got McCain, they got uh, Caleb Fall, they got a lot of different freshman pieces. The one that I, I, people don't talk about that much is Sean Stewart, and I think he's gonna he's did gonna you see play. what he did. Did you see what he did last week? He broke Zion's vertical. Uh, vertical. He, broke, he broke the uh, record standing vert, the standing vert at Duke to beat Zion Williamson. That, hey, <laughs> I'd rather have fun. rim protection. I'd rather have rim protection be a question. Yeah. Then guard play. Because 100%. guess what? There's a there's a lot of teams that make the NCAA tournament. We talk all week heading into the tournament about how good their rim protection is. And guess what they say on Thursday or Friday? Sayonara. Goodbye. Yep. Goodbye. And there's multiple ways to be a rim protector too. If you could teach Kyle Filipowski how to get in the way and fall down, right? Like it's which it's shouldn't Duke. be it which shouldn't be a huge issue for Duke. Yeah, I was gonna say it's Duke. Just you fall down and get a charge call. Thank you for watching The Field of 68. If you've enjoyed what you've seen here, hit that like button, share this link with your friends, or check out the description for some other places that you can consume Field of 68 content.